0: The following podcast on the WDKX Podcast Network is
1: provided by Vision Automotive. Every day we lit, yeah, every day we lit, yeah, every day we lit, yeah, every day we lit. Good afternoon, Rochester, and welcome to the 14th episode of Let's Get Lit. We are so excited, Naeem and I. We have two amazing guests in the building today. We have Miss Jackie Griffin and Dr. Josh Mack, and we're so excited to have them today. This 14th episode's title is Let's Get Lit, Digging Deep and Exploring Habits. And if you're unfamiliar with what LIT stands for, LIT stands for Liberating Individuals Through Literary Text. And we are going to pass the mic to our guests to introduce themselves.
2: Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Jacqueline D. Griffin, and I am the I am currently the primary winner of the school district, I'm looking to bring about change within the educational system and bring educational fundamental skills, excuse me, to our children in the community to suit them for their future, so they are better successful for their future, excuse me. Um, there are several opportunities that I want to provide to this, to to our city, our community, and several ways I would like to do that. So once, let me go back. I'm sorry. Let me go back and let me introduce myself, myself. I'm, I'm talking all around what I want to do. Let me tell you who I am again. I'm Jacqueline D. Griffin. I, I'm the primary winner of the school board, and I am a graduate. I'm a graduate of the city school district, yes. and I'm the daughter of Millich S- Griffin Jr. and Phyllis Duncan, who also is known as the Cake Lady. <laughs> um, <and> that, <laughs> that's important. Important. yeah that that's very important because everybody important. knows her as the cake <laughs> lady and I'm honored to be here today to give you some insight on the things that I would like to do for the school system in the future so we can better suit our children for success and give them multiple pathways to success so that is what I'm here to advise you of today thank you
3: up next we have Dr. Josh Mac, Sorry. Up next we have Dr. Josh Mack.
1: <laughs>
0: and good evening as well. And thank you for having me. Sorry. And I'm I'm here as well to I'm I'm this is an esteemed panel. I have to say I didn't know that uh,
3: <laughs> Yeah,
2: we know we each <laughs> other. Yeah, 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 be yeah. That You got me by about five years you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm yeah. just like
0: elated because you know I have I've been a, a school administrator and an educator in the city school district and a community advocate as well. Uh, for nearly 30 years now. And and so what, what i here to talk about really piggybacks on what you're saying. How do we continue to inform and educate our parents and our district to become more of a, a district that helps our students to be successful and looking at what are some of those obstacles. So what I've been focusing on is looking at the health related issues. We have a, a health crisis right now. We've had it for a very long time. So this and so the book that I wrote, to, to to with the help of a lot of our community leaders, some who have gone past and some who are still with us, really highlights a systemic issue and a problem that we have in our community that trickles into the education system. So I want to bring awareness to our parents and, and, and sort of look at what kind of things they can do so we can be, uh, raise our children to be more healthier. Yes. Right.
1: Thank mm-hmm. you. Excellent. Yes. Yeah, so we want to begin... Our interview, like we do with everyone else, and we're gonna ask the both of you. When did you fall in love with literacy?
2: Well, I have to say, um, I have children that are fourteen, so I had kids late in life. Mm-hmm. Um, I had them at forty, um, and I was straight A student in school. I was a regent student, mm-hmm. and I I, I took uh, education was the top of the list. You have to be educated to be successful Absolutely. and so um reading literacy was fundamental in getting me to where I'm at today without understanding the concept of in the comprehension of what you're reading. Mm-hmm. I don't see how anybody in this world would be able to make it. Reading empowers you and builds you up to where you could become in life. If you do not have literacy. You are, you're, you're destined for failure. Mm-hmm. You are, you, the empowerment is gone. So I think that literacy for me um, began when I was really little. You know, clapping your hands and saying, umbrella, having all the phonics, talking. understanding it, like, singing your songs, going yeah. zoom, 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 I zoom, you yeah. know, all these different things that we had on TV that were lucrative in our, my success in understanding reading and comprehension. Sesame Street, yes. all these things that kids don't look at now. Um, Ranger Bob, we had all these different oh, things yes. that, that were lucrative we really in the success know. of our children. Literacy. See, when you turned on the TV on Saturday morning cartoons, I'm just a bill. I'm only yeah. a yeah. bill. Yeah. You yeah. learn yes. from your cartoons yes. everything. Yes. Exactly. So if we went back, <laughs> that's how important literacy is. Yeah. So now with the growth of my children and and, and me as a parent, um, hand, addressing the issue with literacy with my own, mm. and especially with the COVID, I cried. Because yeah. I really found out with COVID how behind my children were in literacy. Mm. When they were coming, when they were home, the struggles were real. Mm-hmm. So COVID further diminished and and brought the children down to a level of crime, basically because they were not empowered and literacy is so important. And we give the children literacy, we give them power to succeed. And that's why it's important to me because it affected my home particularly. And that's why I'm here today and where I'm at today with this district.
1: Yes. Dr. Mac, when did you fall in love with literacy? Oh gosh,
0: you 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 said it when you said fall in love. It was my first love. <laughs> <laughs> her name was Crystal Chapman. No. <laughs> yeah, oh wait a minute. Wait. I was like, what this, right was she? This, this was sixth sixth grade. And I tried to write her a love letter, and I did. And I had my teacher look at it and she just started laughing.
1: I was oh. like, oh, oh MG.
0: Like, Am I uh, scarred for life or what? Like, send
2: don't, don't send that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Huh? <laughs> like you yeah.
0: so I said you know what well, what was wrong with you? the grammar was all messed up you know The uh, I didn't even know the parts of speech I was like what am I learning here mm-hmm. and uh, and so I began d- doing a deep dive because I wanted to get the perfect letter out there yeah. like, and learning think. the parts of speech and you know we don't teach that anymore
2: yes, no I, I mean no. Some people don't. No, they don't. No, no. fine. She's said umbrella. They don't, don't do anything. I
3: that in her seventh grade
2: in ELA classes. So <laughs> mean, uh, <laughs> right. right. right.
3: And, and no. no. And, and script. Mm-hmm. No. Right. And penmanship. Yeah. Right. You were saying, brother, to start. You yeah.
0: yeah. but yeah. That's and so. Drop that. Uh, when, right. I, when I learned all those things and I started beginning to write, then we started. I, I used to write poems, and then we started. I, I was a musician when I was younger, and we used to do uh, Eat Back raps early raps and we would start rapping and mm-hmm. and using rap and so i started looking at how you mix rap and music right and and, and so as i studied music at Eastman school and also university of new orleans mm-hmm. uh, music education but and being a teacher i had to find being a math teacher i had to find a way to get my kids to reading because they couldn't read word problems.
2: Mm-hmm. They you can give them a little simple, you know. That's why they're failing. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, if you can't read, you can't comprehend. you so can't, you can't comprehend. read and go to ELA and comprehend, you got to read to comprehend ELA. And mm-hmm. the question was, mm-hmm. how do I mm-hmm. make it interesting right. to them? Yeah. Right. right. So not just giving
0: me problems. So I had to relate it to their their, their environment. And mm-hmm. so I had to make sure that my stuff was together mm-hmm. yeah. because, you know, I can't. I, I got to be the example that I wanted to see. Right. So I've been uh, in love with literature for a very long time now, and using it as a mainstay of uh, back the bone of my teaching, as even as a math teacher, mm-hmm. and, you know. And so that's that's why I, that's how I got to where I am now, and I'm, and the journey continues. Right. The journey continues. We, are, right, right. we we come from that same cloth. That's right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
3: My love for literacy, I say every time we um, record this podcast, was through music, mm-hmm. like like yeah. like a mm-hmm. schoolhouse rock, like right. hearing right. hip hop that my father played, like my grandfather right. played, like mm-hmm. my grandmas and right. aunties and them played in the house. It was through music that I fell in love with literacy and how um, you can have a message and it can be you know an encoded message in a song, absolutely, and, and hitting absolutely, absolutely. And just, you know, it can double entendre. Just look look at how language, how we took language, absolutely. With black American people. Mm-hmm. We're kept from it, we got it in us, right. and then we did something new with it. Like talking about hip hop, right? like talking about, right? Right. Like talking about right. funk and rock. So right. It was through the music I fell in love with literacy. Cleonda. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, yeah, so when I think about um, love for literacy, I think about the importance of being able to find your voice mm-hmm. and being able to articulate Excellent. yourself and That's being right. able to mm-hmm. um, see the importance of togetherness with words and the power one has when they're mm-hmm. able to stand before whomever and be able to uh, know why they're standing, how they're standing, and how that takes you and propels you so far. Um, And I also had a love for literacy watching and learning uh, from my family, um, advocating for people who felt their voice was not important, and giving them a platform to know that, okay, so what, you didn't go to college, you still have a contribution. And it really leveled the playing field, um, because voice, it transcends any type of scholarly place That's, that you absolutely. sit because there's a lot of people that have all these uh, letters behind their name, but mm-hmm. their voice is very mundane.
2: That's it's, true. it's
1: very bland. So when you understand the power of what your voice brings and knowing the words, um, mm-hmm. because Dr. Taylor was with us last week and he made a statement before when he and I were talking, I want to say about six months ago. And he said, Cleonda, the reason why you see so much violence in urban environments is because when you are void of vocabulary, you will pick up a tool that you don't know how to use to -hmm. express yourself. That's right. And that tool can be a gun. That tool can be a knife. Um, Mm -hmm. That tool can be yourself and taking yourself somewhere with someone that you know is just not going to go down the right path. So... Uh, we have a number of tools that we don't really look at in literacy. And that's why I'm so excited that this podcast gives us a platform to talk about literary tools that go beyond what I call the bind because literacy is everywhere. And it's our greatest social justice mm-hmm. issue of our time. Yes, it is. So our topic, this uh, episode is looking at digging deep and exploring habits. And one of the things that I could see um, with your book, um, Dr. Mac, Mm -hmm. especially Mm -hmm. uh, Jackie, with your symbol of the butterfly when you're looking at how you are running your campaign, I began to really think about Mm -hmm. what does that mean when you're digging deep and exploring Mm -hmm. and you think about a butterfly has to go deep and it's dark. And um, Dr. Mac, you talked Mm -hmm. about in just your introduction alone, because I was just Mm -hmm. stuck there for a while, Mm -hmm. just really thinking about... um, when you talked about critical challenges. And some of the critical challenges of digging deep is realizing what we've normalized for so Mm -hmm. long. Mm -hmm. And I just wanna ask you all, Mm -hmm. uh, what do you all think is one of the reasons that in urban education we fear digging deep and we only afford certain people to have that opportunity within an urban environment? Mm
0: well I, I i would say right off the bat there's two things cultural trauma and systemic disadvantages mm-hmm. and if you look at this the the cultural trauma from I, I I go back from slavery to now because that's our history in this country, mm-hmm. right? What are some of the What are some of the traumas that we that our people experience mm-hmm. that transcended through the times, right? And have our students in a position now where they don't trust the system that we provide for them. So, and then when you look at other people, we have a, a, a plethora of people who come in and get involved and want to educate our children. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, there's so much cultural dissonance that they uh, have stereotyped. Stereotype threat the students, you know, in a way where they don't see the understand where the students coming from. So I was at a school today. I'm not going to mention it was a, a surrounding school, but I was working with the principal, and the first thing we said is, our teachers need to understand why our students are behaving the way they do, and it's because they have so much going on in their environments. And, you know, mm-hmm. they have uh, uh, economic disadvantage together, mm-hmm. housing, they got health care issues, they got. Uh, just right in their own home, you know, violence mm-hmm. in the community. Mm-hmm. And we deal with it all day. So they, they're carrying so much weight on them. Mm-hmm. And we expect for them to come in and focus on, you know, what the lesson for the day. And sit yeah. still for 40 minutes. At the and sit right. still for 40 minutes <laughs> right. for eight periods in a row. And we have to be, uh, you know, we have to find creative ways of meeting mm-hmm. their needs mm-hmm. and understanding that it may take longer. Right. You know, and it, but, but as long as we're working towards it where mm-hmm. we're not stigmatizing, we're not stereotyping, we're not uh, using our, our own individual biases to hold okay. our students down, then we can move forward with our children and that that's in, by educating them and mm-hmm. keeping them informed and their parents as well so mm-hmm. that, you know, we can make sure that they're getting the right information.
3: I want to bet you back off of that, Dr. Mac, mm-hmm. and say that just in you speaking, I'm, I'm picturing the classroom, I'm picturing the students wiggling mm-hmm. and squirming in their seats, not being able to sit down, mm-hmm. keep the focus, Right. And the reason why people, I think people are afraid to dig deeper is because it's either two reasons fear mm-hmm. of what you might find when you dig, right? right or mm-hmm. laziness. It doesn't really um, affect me. Okay. So, yeah. it, you know, That's why it. should I That's get it. my hand? Why should I get right. as involved as, you mm-hmm. know, people who are truly or affected right. primarily? It's the work that be done. Fear of laziness. And I feel like, too, when you dig deep enough, you're going to find that you owe folks reparations. Mm-hmm talking about slavery and the well, work that we did that put in and right then what, what we did not get from our yourself. you know, legacy of, of tilling and, and creating this nation and not giving any type of recompense or restitution after we were quote-unquote emancipated. We were sent out and let out with no protection, no laws and nothing to help us create mm-hmm. our, for ourselves. And we're still living through that legacy right now. Absolutely, playing Absolutely. Catch up. In, spite of, in spite
2: In spite of, of. in spite of. Yeah.
3: Say
1: that again.
2: Well, I mean, we've all touched on a lot of things mm-hmm. that um, basically I feel has a, uh, a reason why we don't dig deep. But I have to go back to um, family dynamics. Mm-hmm. Um, we find now that a lot of homes have a lot of young parents mm-hmm. that are also illiterate. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them have the concept of food, shelter, clothing, I'm going to work. I'm sending you to school. Let the teachers do their job. Yeah. However, they don't. When they come home, they don't even know how to help their kids because they don't read. They can't comprehend. Mm-hmm. This is why we have a we have a problem that we have with our children today, mm-hmm. and it, and it, it It actually expanded and mm-hmm. got bigger when we had COVID. Mm-hmm. So now with COVID, three years, right? It showed a lot of dysfunction. It showed what the kids did not have, because now the parents could see it, right? And then when they went back, they put them in their same the grade that they needed to be in for that year, instead of doing an accelerated program within the school system. When you was in sixth grade, you could have been a first semester sixth grade like they did in college mm-hmm. to move these kids up slowly so that we would not have the dysfunction that we have now That's in right. our system That's and fair. because we did not do that and we put them in there and their kids didn't know anything mm-hmm. of what was going on the teacher said you don't care about me so I don't care about them mm-hmm. because the kids were, were they were coming back into an environment that they didn't even know so you got a sixth grader in the classroom that's reading at a third grade language and getting mm-hmm. taught sixth grade work. Okay. So the person that mm-hmm. used to be, now he used to be in the front of the room, right? Mm-hmm. But it's, I, I compare it to a blind person. If you closed your eyes and you became blind, mm-hmm. that makes you at a disadvantage and it makes you mentally challenged. Mm-hmm. So they mentally challenged these kids and the kid was like, well, I don't know what's going on. So you you wanna dig deep the reason why they're not digging deep because they're thinking that the system don't, the teachers don't, they feel like you don't care. Because if you cared, you would do something, you would have said, listen, let's teach these kids, they are, they're behind. No, they didn't. They just put, put them right in there. So that kid that was at the front of the room is now in the back of the room, okay? And he's sitting in the back of the room because he doesn't understand. So he feels like you don't care. So the teacher doesn't care. So you have a whole bunch of, I don't care. So the teachers would like to do something. Some of the teachers really want to work with the children, but they don't
1: have the tools to do so because the curriculum changes all the time. And they don't even understand the curriculum themselves. And that in itself is very deep because when you look at, um, and this is where when you talk about um, critical challenges. Right. Some of the critical challenges that we face is I look at it from a micro, meso, macro perspective, from the individual to the community to the laws and policies that govern. The problem that we have is we have a lot of people who are incompetent in positions of power that are creating policies that know nothing about what is transpiring in the meso and the micro perspectives. But yet they're making these policies without right. ever coming to touch and see and assess That's what right. COVID did was rip the band-aid off of the foolishness that has been compounded
2: for that. years. Yes.
1: So yes. when we think about mm-hmm. what happens mm-hmm. when teachers are not being supported, right. right? When you have administrators who have no real, I would say some of them have no real understanding of. What the needs are, because many nope. people, when they walk away from the classroom, not all, they seem to forget what they said they were going to advocate for right. when they became the other. Right. And they treat some of them, and the policymakers treat it like the other. And this is what I said to Isaiah: we got to be very careful when we elect people to a board right. who don't step foot into a school except when it's time for mm-hmm. photo ops. Right. And yet, I don't talk to all of the pupils in the building to understand, right. okay, follow administrator, what are some of your critical challenges that you face? Mm-hmm. Parents, what are mm-hmm. some of the challenges? Students, mm-hmm. teachers, custodian mm-hmm. workers, um, mm-hmm. lunch staff, right. all of those people play they, a role yes, in do. the being. That's and right. when we don't begin to really look at that mm-hmm. and look at it from a family familiar, okay, we all a puzzle, right. what you'll have is the us against them. Right. And who loses? Children. Our children. Mm-hmm. In a major mm-hmm. way, and that's yeah. what we're seeing right now, they're losing, Big because, time. like John uh, Dr. Max said mm-hmm. in his book, mm-hmm. when he began to look at the correlation between, and this is my words, mm-hmm. um, not his, he made some statements. and I said, what happens when he talked about underserved neighborhoods? Mm-hmm. right? We mm-hmm. no longer have neighborhood schools, right. We no longer have community schools, right. and then we no longer have real uh, grocery stores in the community and no. in his book bodegas Mm -hmm. it talks about how is that impacting especially urban communities Mm -hmm. and I stretched it I said the great exodus Mm -hmm. of local grocery stores and the great exodus of reading specialists there's Mm -hmm. a correlation there there. Mm -hmm. because when Wegmans and other places Mm -hmm. left yeah guess what else they snatch reading specialists so now they say Naima I know that Mm -hmm. Craig and them is reading at a second grade level, mm-hmm. but you're teaching seventh grade. I want you within 40 minutes to reach down to second grade where Craig and I'm at, pull them up somewhere. Yeah. But at the same time, I want you and you better teach this seventh grade material at right. the same time. How can this one person do that with 30 people that have a scale? So you got Craig and i at the second, some of them at the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and maybe three at the seventh how can she be great and is that setting her up for failure it
2: and that's the big but you know what that's a big thing because they have all the kids in one classroom but they're learning at different levels one of the things that that i want to challenge is the assessments that are being given to the children i don't think the teacher should be the one giving the assessment i think an outside auditor should come in and do the assessments and then we take the they take these assessments back Mm -hmm. and we look at them in detail to see how it best will benefit the child itself Mm -hmm. instead of having all these kids in the same classroom in the same grade when they're reading or learning at a different level when i dig, when
3: i when i sit back and dig deep enough and tell like what the issues are with education today i'm seeing that we always are changing initiatives right we can have something started this year you right in different years <laughs> but the time we get the data back to see <laughs> <But> how it <laughs> went we go on to the next three right. programs right mm-hmm. that's a but big when, one when you dig deep too we, we purchase programs that have connections with people who are already in the top so we got money going from you know one mm-hmm. hand to the mm-hmm. right hand again major I'm not knocking nobody's problems. hustle get it how you live major but again conflict of interest yeah. that when you dig deep absolutely. you see that a lot right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then the failure to retain competent and progressive Talent in our city. Whenever you have somebody who's cutting edge with their mind and they have you know, they scaled, scalable results that are in the positive that can take us exponentially higher than where we were, we got to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. We, we can't afford them allegedly, or they just look for you know places to work that will respect no no, no. Their You're scared talent. of them taking
2: and, and, their job. And a
0: lot of that is by design, oh, of course, yeah. uh, because right. you know there's money to be made in failures. Right. You know, and you said something. Uh, all you all said something, and it's, and it's all resonating with me. And. If you go back to the students who were struggling, right? Right. Now, not only are they struggling, you look at their prime, and I've been studying this for years. I used to bring in different food companies to say, "What is going on?" We would bring them into the district, and the ones had the best programs mm-hmm. to uh, food, pro- they, they wouldn't even consider contracting. So now the students turn to these corner stores. You can go yeah. down one street; you got six of them. So now, if you look at the, the the mental and physical uh, issues that comes with eating the, that food. I take pictures, you should see the stuff these kids are following and stuff. Now they're mm-hmm. wired, now they know they're a couple couple of grades behind, now you gotta go in this classroom with someone who's jacked up on on, on red dye number nine and yeah. everything else. Yeah. I'm telling you, <laughs> red, it's a missing boy. piece of the puzzle <laughs> right. that people are not focusing on. Mm-hmm. And it's causing, I, I see it every time I'm a school administrator. I, have to, I say, okay, now you got all this stuff, Now let me see what happens. Five minutes later, kid is back out of the class because yeah. yeah. he can't sit down. Can He's all over the place. Yeah. And, and and you know, we have we have a, a history of diabetes. Mm-hmm. We have a history of all these other issues. When we I talk to parents, the parents That'll say, me. you know what? Yeah. He knows I got, we got diabetes. Mm-hmm. I told him not to buy all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? So we have to give our parents our, our, our help as well in mm-hmm. terms of what kind of things. So in the book, we make a lot of recommendations about what kind of things can you do at home as being a good example, Absolutely. teaching your kids how to cook, you know, and, and, and having them and, and doing meals at home and preparing that food for them so they can have food in the morning when they go, it makes a big difference. And the it book you're really speaking does. about
3: is called Bodegas, which, Bodegas right which there be found in on Amazon.com, you know if you're looking oh, yeah. to find Absolutely. it, you you know if you're looking. Josh, Bodegas. Uh, Dr. J- Dr. That's,
2: that's, right. Mac, yes. that's a very yeah. true, that's very true. Mm-hmm. But this is what we're finding. That's what we're finding. We got, <laughs> th- we're finding that there's a lot of young parents mm-hmm. that don't even know how to cook themselves. There you go. They have, they oh, have a disadvantage, and this is why, this is something that, you know, that it's a very good point, it's a valid point. but. We have taken so much away from our school system mm-hmm. as far as home economics, the exact business, and all that curses. other things. That's gone. All of this is gone. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. which we benefited from. Absolutely We absolutely benefited from. But these parents don't know. They don't even know don't how to ask bad. for help. They don't know and that's the reason why I say get the children officers back at the door, knocking at the door to make sure that these the what what the family dynamics are mm-hmm. at the homes. Cause we me and you both can't change the world. Mm-hmm. We can make a difference. That's but right. it's going to take a village to change to oh, make you know. a big change in this world. That's right. You know, we we have to continue to be the voice mm-hmm. and be a strong powerful voice together because united we stand, divided we fall. Oh, but excellent. That's mm-hmm. an excellent point. Oh, absolutely.
0: You're absolutely right. You know. So mm-hmm.
2: who 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 if we had to, you know, zero in and
3: dig deep? You talked about the the, the food contractors, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I know I don't want to call out the contractor that we use at RCSD, well, but right. like are, are there others cuz I didn't even know they were that yeah, we had yeah. choices.
0: Let's just put it this <laughs> way. No. Traditional history is the lowest bidder gets the there contract. You
2: go. Right. I mean, and that's just like with the curriculum. I'm, I'm actually, way. you know, been mm-hmm. studying the different curriculums and what what works and what's not right. working, and what we had back wow. in the day versus what we have now, and why was it changed? A lot of things happen when we change the Common Core. Yeah. The Common Core really. Set off the that 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 moved the whole system, this whole school district in a different direction, mm-hmm. and that's why we're where we at now. That was the that was the start of Ooh. the downfall, mm-hmm. because we should have never changed over to Common Core. We should have stepped it stayed the way it was. If we had a stayed the way it was, we wouldn't be where we're at right now with the disadvantaged kids. So I think that we have to we we can talk about what's wrong, mm-hmm. but now we just got to talk about the solutions and getting solutions. out of it. But th- that's what I think really mm-hmm. happened. Mm-hmm. So. Like they dug deep and thought that the common core was good. I think we need to dig deep and see, say that we need a study curriculum and we need mm-hmm. to make sure that everything is mainstream mm-hmm. across the board and not different schools teaching different things so that when it, when a teacher goes to another school and is teaching in the second or third grade, they're able to teach them what they taught at the other school instead of some teacher, some principal saying, oh, we're going to do this curriculum. Mm-hmm. No, but back in the days, everybody had the same books. Mm-hmm. Everybody had, you went to one school, the other school, everybody had that same book across the board I said I think basically we need to go back to the basics of what worked and that's what worked and that's what Rochester was good we had good Mm -hmm. graduation rates people they got out of school they was not. they was going to Delphi Xerox they now everybody was going to college but most of those people now are retiring doing something different, mm-hmm. going to another job, and everything else, picked the the up different style. trades and everything else. They're very successful. That's the right. 60s, 70s, and 80s, mm-hmm. and part of the 90s. the 90s. When they changed over, the 90s. yeah. It sounds like you saying I mean, that's when that's when what, no,
3: what no child left behind was
2: right, enacted. Right, it just made policy. I it think defecated that's really, No child left behind is not for them to push a child through. It was for them to be provided the fundamental skills through Title I funding.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Right, mm-hmm. but the, the test scores were tied, like your test, Tied to it. Yeah. yeah. So oh, yeah. That, oh, yeah. With the so that side, that was the problem. And that was another problem because the race to the top, right? Mm-hmm. Right. For, for well, me to race to the top, that was that was, that was, that was, problem. That was the problem because right. race to the top was based on failure. Right. So the more failure, I could the race to the top so I could get money. Yeah. So, But as soon as you start doing well, as soon as Josh right. go well, mm-hmm. I'm going to snatch it. Or, and I looked at this um, because when I was reading another part where you talk about um it aims your book aims to shed light mm-hmm. on the challenges while mm-hmm. also highlighting the po- potential for positive changes mm-hmm. in the community mm-hmm. that has resilience the problem is when we begin to think that urban communities are not resilient mm-hmm. right? they're just a bunch of individuals who are impoverished mm-hmm. right? now the education that you're getting is from that same perspective mm-hmm. so when standards are not driving your instruction That's it doesn't right. matter what book if I wanted oh, awesome. to use the bodega mm-hmm. if I wanted to use legacy mm-hmm. if I wanted to use Frederick Douglass any, any book the right. standards are what should drive instruction right. but the problem is we have deviated from the essential foundational framework because we are too busy mm-hmm. on me my and i mm-hmm. yeah and when you right. think about that that's the same thing that's happening with the food by right. design mm-hmm. i was about to say they name it was a school that opened up <laughs> back in the day and they had <laughs> um what was it the little white sheets over the um table settings uh-huh. the kids walked in there i mean they said okay let's change how we provide lunch <laughs> right they came in there they got some of the men from the community mm-hmm. that came in that lunchroom mm-hmm. they also had the coverings right they had table coverings mm-hmm. they gave them quality food guess what went down there was no fights in the lunchroom kids came in there Talking on a conversational tone mm-hmm. because guess what the environment set a different. That's tone. right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And, and let I me mean, go a love. step further. Let me go a step further, day.
0: and let's take, take a look at this. If you look at the first story, probably about ten years ago, we I used to do those summer enrichment programs. I had little educational mm-hmm. in, in, in in the North East. and what we did was we partnered with uh, Food Link. And we would bring. They would bring the hot meals in. Mm-hmm. And these young teenagers, they were bringing all this stuff from the corner stores, right? Because right. they didn't want to eat the hot food. Right. You know, they wanted to be. Let me tell you something. The adults uh, practice and and, and model good eating habits, and we continue to encourage them. By the third week, those students had stopped going to those corner stores, and they were eating that food up. We were having it to take home, and then we had another take home. That's right. And you know what? Ah, right. And then they started coming in and bringing in, cooking and, and sharing it. Kids will adjust if we have high expectations for them, and we open them and provide them an opportunity. And we model the expectations. and we model the expectations. Yeah, right, right, right. right. Uh, we model it, right. and you right. know what? They Same. you're right. They they she shut like. they shut the program now.
2: Shut it down. <laughs> They so shut Okay. So so they no, 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 right.
0: that Okay. As soon as we got back in this, Okay. 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 Right. uh oh there's a conflict here. let's look at it
2: like this we, we can all agree to the fact that if we give them the tools that they need mm-hmm. then we will have less crime we yes, have to look would. at the fact that all the people that were when COVID started at a 14 mm-hmm. they're probably 17 or 18 That's now right. 19 mm-hmm. so That's what weird. happened to those people are those IKEA boys where, where are they they're they younger actually we're, yeah. We're, yeah. We're, yeah. but listen yeah. but wait a minute yeah. those so you four, got a the, no <laughs> but listen <laughs> it started
1: yep. Yep. it started yep. Yep. they have no
2: direction and we didn't go back and pull those those bulls by the horn, them kids. Mm-hmm. We didn't go back and grab they're them, right. we don't know where they're at. Where the figures, where the statistics mm-hmm. on those young men and women that had that they, they probably have formed a game, right? These are the kids that are lost the lost generation of kids that we need to find so that we can help them. Are these our kids in industry? Are these our kids that are in, in the pens program? Are these mm-hmm. our kids? Out, out in uh, Saint Joseph's Villa, mm-hmm. uh, these are children that are mentally challenged because we forgot about them during COVID, and and when they were supposed to get the training and, and everything in school. They, they they yeah they didn't get it, and now the parents are like, well go get your GED, mm-hmm. but half of them probably don't even have a GED. And GED and is they, not, yeah. not easy to get. No, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. but <laughs> and, and, <laughs> especially if you can't read, right? right. So now they That's now they have given up, up on, mm-hmm. on, on on their community, the society, and they're they're retaliating crime and that's why we have what we have right now today because they don't care
0: they don't they, care. they don't
2: feel can, that anybody but, cares but can, about them can, can i say this
0: yes you have a unique opportunity and everyone in this room being on the board having folks in key positions right yeah. mm-hmm. i have been able to over the past actually get some change even at the state level but mm-hmm. it because it requires us to take uh, intentional actions. Right? And be together you know, on it. And, and be it. together mm-hmm. on it. We mm-hmm. have politicians now in our midst who are looking to do a thing mm-hmm. about it's change. All this other stuff. You know, so if we can, I know, right? right, oh. right you know, you know they, they, were, they are word. But if we can, i am tell you what happened. And that's a short story. At one point, we had these five regions exams. Yes. For right. Everybody. I right. don't care if you had an IEP, you couldn't speak English, whatever. You had to take those five reasons exams. I was easy. one of the ones. I, I filed a complaint with the U.S. Department of Education. I said, "Well, students with disabilities can't do this. You right. know, they, they don't need to have. It shouldn't be the same impact." Long story short, and, and they changed the state changed that based on that complaint. So we mm-hmm. have to take our fight to the state level, and then they change it to a four plus one right. and Absolutely. give them workforce skills. But,
2: but so you're saying mm-hmm. that when, because I mean, I was in Regents, mm-hmm. I was in Regents, and you could pass with a 65. i being in the class the whole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whole year If you came in And passed with 65 mm-hmm.
3: You still had to read it You
2: passed the class Right you passed the class Yeah right, So I mean So you're saying They, they were requiring them To take Five at, I mean that's different
0: Okay if you had an IEP You had to get a 55 And if you didn't You had to get a 65 But you know The whole mm-hmm. idea of If you look at The, the research why do I need to have two Regents exams in social studies? Mm. Social studies is not an indicator of whether I'm college no. ready or not. That's just pushing no. somebody's history down your throat twice. No, because actually you know, you I graduated. I
2: actually, <laughs> myself as a region student, yes, yes. I was, you know, I was taking physics and, you know, all that. The, the trig, the calculus, the earth science, all that stuff. And, you know, then I came to a point where I was just burnt out, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. But I graduated right. and, went, and I'm still successful. I still went on to college. But I dropped out of Regents. Because I was, I was like, really oh, I don't why do I need this? I'm I still going get reg- to school.
0: I didn't get a Regents Diploma. Yeah,
2: I didn't get no Regent's diploma. All that time I spent. I remember <laughs> my
0: SAT scores. Right. I but I went all the way to college. No, no, no. And I didn't else. take
2: SATs <laughs> and I didn't take the ACTs. <laughs> yes, I walked don't out. Stop I walked out because I thought it was belittling to me. Mm-hmm. I really did. It was challenging to me. Mm-hmm. And I was an educated Regent student, could read and comprehend. But anytime you get timed, mm-hmm. you have to do have to really yes. Yeah, That's that your anxiety exactly. fills up. Mm-hmm. You just I was like, mommy, come get me. Me, i no, no, going to school though. No, they they, you know? they would have
0: gave you a five hundred four plan.
2: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you can extend your time, separate location. Th- I think, I think she's IEP. <laughs> she didn't take ACT. I think it's ridiculous how they ch- how they challenge our children with IEP and five hundred four mm-hmm. to get money. It's a vicious game, yeah.
1: Yeah. and that's really and this is is so um you know we're we're gonna have to close out uh with our last thought, but. What I I want us to really um, center in as we Mm -hmm. think about a couple of things that we Mm -hmm. talked about today, there's parental involvement has Mm -hmm. moved to parental sign and go. Mm -hmm. Food access to literacy access. Mm -hmm. What happens, again, when we think about exploring habits, when you see a problem with one, it directly impacts the other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Food and literacy resources go hand to hand. And I beg anybody to show me where people are not lit, you will also see issues with food access. Absolutely. You will see issues with job security. Absolutely. Housing Absolutely. security. I health, mean, it'll go on and mm-hmm. on. So mm-hmm. when people think about literacy and food, please understand, it will begin to dig deeper into the roots of other problems because literacy is the root of all of this. Mm -hmm. If I can't read properly, how am I going to look at a label to know what is quality, Mm -hmm. to know what are the things that are good for me and they're not? So uh, we just want you all to close out in your own way about those connectivities and anything else you want to share with our community. Go
2: ahead. Well, I think uh, most of all, we we need to build the trust of the, the uh, political figures, and we need to take the politics out of it and put the people in place of it. And I think that, for me, that is very important, is to build the trust back and let the people know that I am for the people. And I think by doing that, by building that trust, we can bridge those gaps that we have with all those entities. I think that people that they don't have a voice anymore because they they've pushed so hard they've talked about this over and over again but it's fallen on deaf ears so i think more importantly than none we need to put the people back in the trust back in to the different di- di- different entities that we have here to build our community back up to reduce the crime and one of those ways that we can do that is making sure all of our children can lead or can read making sure the parents can read make sure we know the family dynamics make sure that we have everybody in their place per- in their places within the school system. That's the student officers, the guidance counselors, the social workers, so the teachers can be teachers again and not being doing all four of those jobs. I think that it's important, important that we as a community bridge those divides i believe we, we can do it we can do it we just got to have the right people in place and we got to have that voice you have to be a powerful voice you can't sit back and just let, keep letting things go on and on i think that once people know that there's a voice a reason out there and that the person is actually listening to them and i like i tell people i may have the voice but you the village mm. and as the village you are the voters mm-hmm. you made this mess and now we need to fix it You need to understand who you're putting in offices and we need to understand what their their direction is. Don't just vote because you know the name. Vote because you believe in the path that they are taking. If they are are not taking that path that you need that's going to direct your kids to success or direct this community to success or or make Rochester big and bright again and reduce the crime, then I think that you need to make another choice or just don't vote at all on that line. Because why even vote on on that line at all if you're going to cause a problem by putting somebody back in office or that is not doing anything that's beneficial to your community so that's why that's why i tell people go vote 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 for the person that's going to make a difference in your life vote for it i mean it could be me it could be somebody else but just vote knowing that this person can do something to make a change so i thank you guys for having me i really do i appreciate you both
3: Thank you, Jacqueline D. Griffin, for your time. Yes. It is the ennurous inspiring word. Yeah, Thank yes. you.
0: Well, I just want to say a couple short things. Uh, you mentioned about if you can't read, you can't read the labels. So my administrator and I, a colleague that we looking at, one label, kid, kid, the food, everything was in Japanese. So i they're getting food from all over the place now. And then what is that? We had to look it up on the Internet to figure out what was in it that the food they we eating. Don't it was, do it. I, I don't even know what it is. So.
2: No. But,
0: but it's true stuff. You know, it's, it, it breaks my heart because our babies just don't know any better, you know, and we're mm-hmm. trying to educate them. But Rochester was a place. I remember when I was in New Orleans in 1995 and I would look up on the t- television they were talking, bragging about Rochester. Well, all yeah. the good stuff was going on in Rochester City School District. I was like, wow.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: now, if mm-hmm. you hear about Rochester, it's, it's all it's stuff you don't want to hear. You know? So the conversation need, has to continue. Right. This has to continue it does. because we have not even begun to touch the surface no, on a lot haven't. of and the issues that we need to address. And so my advice would be is to at, at any point that we can continue this conversation and dialogue and build on the community and look at what the churches can do, what the community right. organizations need to do, right. and start putting forth a call to action. Call that would be the steps. Mm-hmm. That, that I, I mean, I from my I, I hope that's the direction that we're going. Yes. And I thank you for having
1: me as well. And I, thank anytime you. I Dr. want to come oh, Absolutely. Bodegas. Mm-hmm. Bodegas. Um, Absolutely. I want to close with a, a section of a poem called Room for Dreams by Nikki Grimes. Right. Answer this. Why must others choose my role before I am even consulted? Am I to sit silent at board meetings where I am CEO? And lament allowing people to pretend and so. I'd closer, I'd sooner close unless the task is done. Why must I choose to be silent when there are room for dreams? Let's get lit. lit. lit.
0: Thanks for listening to this podcast on the WDKX Podcast Network.
3: Provided by Vision Automotive.